This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndiePolitics.org. It's a place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the state house is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it can seem like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. That's why we want you to bookmark IndiePolitics.org. At IndiePolitics.org, we bring you in-depth comprehensive coverage of the big issues faced in Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better. It doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit. IndiePolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Big, big show today. In just a little bit, we're going to speak with uh, Brownsburg High School graduate turned Super Bowl champion Chris Jones, uh, formerly of the New England Patriots. But first, a guy who is always a Super Bowl champion in my heart, the great Adam Ritz. Adam, how are you? I can't believe you have me on before the Super Bowl champion. You're the warm-up act. You're like, I, oh, okay. So I'm not taking top billing here. I'm the warm-up band. You, uh, you know, the stadium you, is empty right now. You used to, uh, <laughs> you used to uh, do the uh, those concerts, right? For X, you know, you'd go out there and uh, you were there, and there was some nice, really nice warm-up band, right? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You could do a stage announcement, welcome the crowd. You did not need a microphone to do it because there'd be eight or seven people in the row. Not the front that you, row. not that you need an introduction, but you are one of the great. Uh, radio personalities of all time in the history of Indianapolis radio and uh, one of the people that really inspired me to to get involved in in radio but you've got this really cool thing now and I was thinking about you the other day uh, because I was listening to some Jimmy Buffett music and I was thinking this would fit in really well on Yacht Rock Radio. Tell us about Yacht Rock Radio. Well first I thank you for what you just said about uh, my radio career that was awfully sweet of you. Um, <laughs> But that's the, the first uh, time anybody's ever come on here and said, Rob, you were really sweet today. You know, that's that's not something mo- most people don't uh, say hello to you and give you a compliment like that. So I, I appreciate it. Really, I do. Um, Without they, a bill at the end of it. You exactly. Know. <laughs> Where's the invoice? How much do I owe you? <laughs> Yacht Rock uh, Radio is something uh, I started uh, two and a half years ago. And it started as a you know, podcast. And I personally hate that word podcast. I, I think, uh, if you're doing any kind of recorded show, it's a show yeah. you're, you're broadcasting it and you're, I think you're belittling your efforts to just, just call it a podcast. Yeah. So I started this broadcast of Yacht Rock Radio two and a half years ago. And I did it sort of as a hobby because I did not like the Yacht Rock playlists on XM Sirius, Pandora, 
uh, some other national now yacht uh, rock platforms. is like ocean music is that right I like guess we sailor should pause music? here I, I assume I'm too deep into yacht rock that uh, I assumed everybody knows what it is you're like you're, that, you're, you're right you're People, like that guy in the history channel those science professors that they have that talk about the planets aligning and everything and they assume everyone knows yeah, what they know I, I guess let's start from the beginning yacht rock is a genre of music it is uh, soft rock from the late 70s early 80s it's a definite era of uh, about 76 to 83. Okay. Um, and it's not just soft rock. I mean, there's a whole lifestyle that kind of goes along with yacht rock. It's the kind of music you'd listen to on the deck of your own yacht, yeah. holding, uh, you know, with an ascot on, you've yeah. got a glass of champagne, you've got a <laughs> captain's hat on, um, and, you know, you're listening to Christopher Cross, Sailing, Hall and Oates, yeah. some uh, the the maybe Peter like Collada England song. England Dan England Dan yeah. and John Ford Coley. I mean, perfect examples. They've got five or six just pure staple yacht rock hits. Now you came in a couple of years ago and told me, Rob, this is the future right here. And you showed me some article at the time. It was like college kids were getting really into yacht rock radio, and now it's like taken on a genre of its own. The Wall Street Journal did an article on yacht rock and how popular it's become, and that was two years ago. And it's still very underground. I mean, every day on my uh, social media, someone will post, how did I not know about this? Yeah. And it's kind of cool because, uh, you know, in 1981, no one really thought, hey, you know what? I'm going to wear my Christopher Cross shirt, and I'll be considered the coolest guy in the room. Right. It was sort of, I hate to say it, but it was sort of lame Back ride the then. wind. So ride the wind. You were lame if you were a fan of you know, you know soft Arthur's rock, theme. It, yeah, I mean, people, you were cool if you had on the Led Zeppelin T-shirt. Yeah. If you had on a a ride like the wind, Christopher Cross T-shirt, <laughs> you're like, oh, who's this guy? But now, you know, 35 years later, it's just such a cool vibe. Um, the beach, the ocean, boating, yachts, palm trees. It's a whole uh, warm weather lifestyle that goes along with the genre yeah and most of these songs you've heard a thousand times like you know atlanta rhythm section right you know there are there are light rock stations in central indiana that play atlanta rhythm section sure imaginary um, lover and things of that nature great yeah. songs yeah. you know but yeah. they'll play them you know a song like that what, what is considered a yacht rock song you'll get one an hour so you have to hear you know, anything from Fog Hat uh, to Bruno Mars, you know, contemporary sure. stuff to uh, older stuff and uh, thrown in between. So it's just, it's so much cooler to hear these songs in a row. Right. Uh, in perpetuity. So you came it, up with this, so this cool. show, the show. Tell us about the show, Yacht Rock Radio. Okay, now I want to make it clear that I did not come up with Yacht Rock. No, but the, you came up with the term, show. I came up with the show that I'm doing. Um little history on Yacht Rock. A couple of guys, and I haven't met them yet. I want to. In fact, I want to, have, I want to give them their own show on Yacht Rock Radio. A couple of guys in Southern California coined the term. They did a YouTube series where they were almost making fun of Yacht Rock, you know, with, right. the, with the hairy chest and the Hawaiian <laughs> shirts and the medallions. Um, Michael McDonald, right. the Doobie Brother Michael McDonald years, you yeah. know, be there. And, and they're doing the, and, and uh, Kenny Loggins, and, and they're doing like like sort of a what if Kenny Loggins. Let's go back in time and look at Kenny Loggins right. and Michael McDonald collaborating on a project. And they made it real, it's super funny. It's very well done. Well, those guys were the first people to use the, the term Yacht Rock in 2005. And I first heard the term in 2011, 
And then I'd say XM Sirius Satellite Radio came up with their Yacht Rock Radio channel in 2000, let's say, 14. That seems kind of slow to market from 05 to 11, right? Very very slow. So from 05 to to 2010, I think it was just an inside joke with those guys. Yeah. And then I think the big kicker was Jimmy Fallon, uh, who was still doing The Late Show. Right got in on the term and actually did an episode of the Jimmy Fallon show with a Yacht Rock theme. And the show never aired. Like he had Michael McDonald on or, right. or he might have had these guys on. I can't remember what the content was, but maybe even his own in-house band did a couple cover songs. Of now let me ask you this, because you've done... You've, you've but inter- that show never aired. You've so. interviewed tons of famous people over the years. You, you had a great program. I believe you were number one in the ratings when you had your show here in, in Indianapolis. You've done all these speaking engagements. You put your show together. Do people get upset like big guests when they come on shows and then they don't air? Like because they're putting time into it, right? I mean, if you're a Michael McDonald, you know, you're 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 going to the show, you're performing, and then you get nothing for it. Yeah, I you know I don't know. I'm not that big of a star to know that what that would feel like to get uh, cut on the editing room f- floor. But I think a lot of them, I, I would imagine, go in, do the show. They're glad to meet Jimmy Fallon, yeah. and then they, when they leave, they never think about, twice about it. Yeah, you know? they're not like us where they're like, "What time does that podcast air tonight? What, yeah. what time am I on?" Yeah, yeah, like when you tweet that Adam Ritz was on the show today, yeah. I'm going to retweet the tweet. Yeah, I mean, sure. if I was a huge star, I wouldn't even remember right. your name when I walked out of this room. Yeah, Donald Trump when <laughs> we had Trump on did not retweet that he was on the show. So uh, yeah, which <laughs> was shocking. You know, that whole day I was like. If I could just get a retweet from yeah. Trump, I'll be so much better off. But yeah, so so you came up with this idea. You said, I'm going to do a show for, for just about the Yacht Rock music. Well, the progression was that um, I started a... You know how you can start your own channel on Pandora? Yeah, absolutely. You just, you just pick a, a song, yep. and then it plays songs or artists like that first song you pick. Yeah. And you thumbs up, you thumbs down. Well, I started a channel on Pandora off the song Baker Street right. from Jerry Rafferty. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. Who, who passed away recently, right? I refer to him as the late, great Jerry Rafferty. <laughs> and, you know, over time, they're playing, you know, uh, Foreigner or Journey. That's not Yacht Rock. I don't want it on that that channel. I love Journey and Foreigner. I don't want it in my Yacht Rock playlist. So right. I'd thumbs down it. And then, you know, I'd play an England Dan John Ford Coley song. I'd thumbs up it. Then I'd get some Seals and Crofts. Thumbs up it. Then it'd play sticks. Thumbs down. Now, so would you down? Time, would you down all sticks or just that Tommy Shaw stuff? Like the good all sti- sticks. All sticks. Now, let me say that I love sticks. Right. I've gone to Dennis DeYoung concerts. One of my favorite concerts was a Dennis DeYoung. I, I've got the Sticks greatest hits. I love sticks, but it doesn't fit. It is not yacht rock, right? And it does not fit on even a yacht like rock. Come Sail Away. No, no. There are songs. In fact, I want to do a show where I feature songs that have yacht rock titles that are not yacht rock, like uh, "The Ocean" by yeah. Led Zeppelin. Sure. Come sail away from yeah. sticks. Those are not yacht rock songs. Right. Anyway, so um, "Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald." <laughs> what "Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald" by Gordon Lightfoot? You yeah, know okay. the, the song where the boat goes down. You know what? The biggest. Uh, uh, misnomer in the Yacht Rock library that people think is Yacht Rock that I adamantly say is not is um, uh, Wooden Ships yeah. by uh, is it Crosby, Stills, yeah. and Nash mm-hmm. and Young. Yeah, Wooden absolutely. Ships. Yeah. Great song. It is not a Yacht Rock song. <laughs> Wooden okay. Ships. Okay, anyway. so, so eventually you get enough songs where you have a playlist. I, I've got a playlist that I enjoy. And, um, you know, in my car, I, you know, listening to Sirius Satellite Radio, they come out with a Yacht Rock radio channel. Right. And I'm listening to it, and I, I don't like their mix. I don't like what they're playing. I don't like that, that they're playing tons of Fleetwood Mac. 
Uh, to me, Flat, Fleetwood Mac is is classic rock all the way. Right. Um, I, I think part of yacht rock, I should say too, is that there's some there's a one hit wonderness to it. There's there's got to be oh right. some nostalgia. Like I haven't heard this song in forever. Right. And if you're hearing a Fleetwood Mac song that you just heard ten times yesterday on five channels in every city, right? That that's not yacht rock to me. Right. So actually, my girlfriend said, well, you know what? You should start your own yacht rock show since you don't like what. What, what they're doing on, on XM. And by the way, Pandora has their own preset Yacht Rock radio channel. Same thing. They're playing Journey and Foreigner and a bunch of stuff. That's so it's all, this, it's, all this, it's all these mainstream classic hits. Well, what they're doing, is, I think there's a huge computer element. They're playing songs and artists like from the era 76 to 83. Sure. So while you've got Michael McDonald, the godfather of Yacht Rock, they also think China Grove from the Doobie Brothers is Yacht Rock. And guess what? It's not. When the other guy in the Doobie Brothers is singing, that is classic rock. Blackwater. Yeah. And you, were, you notice I referred to him as the other guy. I don't even know his name because it's not Yacht Rock. I don't even want to learn. I don't want to know his name. Get our, um, get our guest is Adam Ritz. We're talking about his program, Yacht Rock uh, Radio, coming up in just a, a little bit. We're going to speak with Chris Jones, uh, Brownsburg High School graduate, played for the Patriots in the Super Bowl, uh, now with the Miami Dolphins. Okay, go ahead. So you've got a show. Tell us about the show. So in a second, you get to hear about the Super Bowl, but for now you're hearing about <laughs> Yacht Rock Radio. Uh, so I started the show. Long story short, a program director. I had it on my website as a 60 minute, you know, podcast or on demand broadcast. I'll call it. Uh, a guy in Springfield, Illinois, found it online. A program director asked me if he could air it. So I started making a show every week, and I'm on, you know, Saturday night on some station in Springfield, Illinois. Um, longer story, longer. Through a connection, I meet a guy that knows the owner of Dash Radio. Right. Dash Radio is the newest and most viable competition to Pandora, Spotify. They've got 7 million downloads. Wow. 7 million people have downloaded the Dash Radio app. And I encourage everyone listening right now, just go to your app store, look up Dash Radio, download it. It's over 70 commercial-free radio stations. That's more people than we have that listen to this show. Okay. So, 7 million. That's a pretty good 7 number. 7 million. And they've sort of taken, uh, it's a Pandora delivery system where it's, you know, it's streaming audio, um, but it's it's more like XM in that there are preset channels and stations. You can go to the oldie station, the 70s channel, the hip-hop. There's, there's 17 different kind of hip-hop channels, country, talk gospel uh, all kinds of genres and the the genre they do not have on their platform is yacht rock so we met and currently i'm doing a two-hour weekly show that airs on saturday and sunday on their 70s and 80s channel now is it a time is there a time that it airs yeah noon eastern on saturday on the 70s channel and 3 p.m eastern Saturday on the 80s channel then the next day on Sunday it flips so noon on the set on the I'm sorry noon on the 80s and then three on the 70s now you're introducing the songs we can hear you oh yeah it's it's Adam Ritt it's the Adam Ritt show on Yacht Rock Radio yeah. and I'm doing this two-hour show like it's an entire channel yeah because the plan is dash when the metrics are there and the finances are there and the investors agree they're going to open up a whole nother channel call it Yacht Rock Radio and then um you okay, know, I'll, so I'll, I'll probably host afternoons. Too. So we could come sailing. Well, we wouldn't come sail away because you told me that is not a yacht rock uh, radio song. You sailing from Christopher Cross? We, we could. We so we could go sailing. You could go sailing with you, with me on yacht rock radio this weekend. Uh, um, and you know what? I've got every. And here's one of the biggest uh, advantages to why Dash is working with me. I've got every single yacht rock radio digital property. So yachtrockradio.com. That's my show. 
um, at Yacht Rock Radio on Twitter. That's me. And you interact with people. You're very oh, Twitter friendly. Yacht Rock Radio on Facebook. On, I'm sorry, Facebook. It, it's me. Yeah. So people listening it's not to a XM, bot. It's not a recorded. It's not a, yeah, it's yeah. human interaction. Um, anybody listening to the other, my, what I would consider competition, when they look up Yacht Rock Radio and find me, a lot of times people will tweet me or Facebook me still thinking I'm XM Satellite Radio. Yeah. And I'm, I, I am honest with them. I'll say, listen, this is a show on Dash Radio. Download the app. Listen this weekend. We're going to be a 24-7 channel soon. Thanks for your support. So hopefully uh, by this summer we'll be a full channel. All right, I want to close with this because as, as we started the interview, you're one of the all-time great personalities in, in Indianapolis media and I remember getting out of school each day and you always listen to Adam Ritz you know when you were when you were done with the day and you're supposed to be doing homework it's probably why I didn't do so well in school <laughs> I was supposed to be doing homework I was listening to you but do you because uh, you're doing this now and you're successful and you got your public speaking which we've we've done before on this show which is so successful do you wake up and you're like man I, st- I still wish I was in local radio I mean does that even like pop in your head now no Never. I, I, if I could answer quicker, I would have. No, <laughs> no. I, I, um, I've got uh, the Adam Rich Show, which yeah. is a public affairs show that airs nationally. That's AdamRichShow.com. I've got Yacht Rock Radio moving. Um, I'm the co-owner and founder of a marketing firm called Fusic Media. We're up for a tech award, and we need to have uh, you back year. to talk about that. We'll talk about that soon. Um, which was probably going to be my biggest project of all of them. Uh, and I'm still doing the public speaking. Talking because like to, when you uh, go out, people athletes. are like, they fanboy you like I do or did when I first met you. We worked together years ago. Or I was like, oh my gosh, that's, that's Adam Reds. People still, the, the, people love the, loved you on X103. Well, you know, our friend Nigel, yeah. uh, occasionally, w- once every other week, he'll send me, he'll screenshot a tweet he got that says something like, <laughs> Man, I miss you and Adam Ritz on X103. Those were the greatest days of my life. And <laughs> I'm like, we need to somehow pull those guys together, start some sort of internet radio right. station, and, and charge them a premium to listen. Do you ever think, like, <laughs> where would I be if I'd have stayed in local radio? Because, I mean, you were certainly good enough. I mean, you were on the fast track to be doing some some really great things, and you ended up do, doing that anyway. But you, you said immediately, no, you're glad that you're doing what you're doing. I have... Uh, and God bless them, but I have so many friends and contacts that that are still in the industry, yeah. and it's just, it's. I don't want to say it's it's dying a slow death, but it's changed. I will say it's changed so much yeah. that what used to be the greatest job in the greatest industry, the glory days of of radio. Whether you're if you're old like me, if you were a jock in the '70s or the '60s or the '80s. For me, it was the late 90s, early 2000s. Those were the glory days of radio. And right now, it is more corporate and more of a job. DJs don't go to work with the energy that we had in 1994. Right. They go to work like, oh, God, I'm not going to, I got to sit in this studio for 12 hours <laughs> and read liner notes about a website contest. And there's not, there's not much personality involved. And they're and they're and they're hoping and praying the day doesn't end with a pink slip because that yeah. communications firm is downsizing again and they need to fire you. Yeah. So I don't miss that at all. Yeah. How awful radio is. That's also another show for another uh, another day. Adam, you are the best. Again, real quick, uh, Yacht Rock Radio. Where can people hear it? Yachtrockradio.com is the website. Also, I should mention when you go to the site, we've partnered with the '70s Rock and Romance Cruise. Oh, that's exciting. 10 or 12 of these bands, Ambrosia, Firefall, Little River Band, Orleans, 
um, are playing on the cruise ship, yeah. and we've partnered with them. So you can uh, find out about that cruise. You can uh, find out how to listen to our show on Dash Radio. Um, Dash, trust me, it's the real deal. You're going to want to download this app and uh, have it at the ready on your phone so you can access over 70 radio channels uh, at your fingertips. All right, uh, the great Adam Ritz, uh, as always, a uh, pleasure. We're going to take a quick break here from our underwriters when we come back. Chris Jones, formerly of the uh, New England Patriots, he played and won a Super Bowl. So we're going to find out what that was like. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Hi, this is Billy Joe with Three Dimensions Salon, inviting you to come see us at 729 North Green Street, Suite D in Brownsburg. At Three Dimensions, we believe life isn't about finding yourself, it's about creating yourself. Three Dimensions has an awesome array of services, including designer cuts, highlights, and color blending. We are now taking appointments. Find out for yourself the difference we can make by calling 317-852-5577. Get more information about Three Dimensions Salon by liking our Facebook page. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9, Friday and Saturday, 12 to 930. More information about our flavors and specialty sundaes can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides childcare for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. This is Dave Thomas for TNT Tax. TNT Tax is a local small business that performs tax preparation for personal and sole proprietor businesses as well as LLCs. My wife and I have been preparing taxes together in our family-owned business for 25 years. TNT Tax is located at 5389 Rockville Road, Suite 900 in Indianapolis. Our phone number is 317-244-7900. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. We have the privilege of speaking with Chris Jones. He is an NFL star, Brownsburg High School graduate. Uh, Chris, thanks for being with us today on Central Indiana Today. Uh, thanks for having me, Rob. So I'm curious, you know, I told you this on the phone the other day. We announced your games when you were in high school playing at, at Brownsburg. When you're out there as a Bulldog, did you ever think, I'm going to end up in the NFL someday? Honestly, you know, it's it's funny that I'm here in a radio, stu- in a radio studio now with you uh, doing this interview because I remember doing something back when I was 14 years old, and they wanted us, they wanted a few of us kids from the school we were going to to, you know, go into the mic and say what you wanted to do when you when you were older. And I was 14 years old, and I said I'm going to play in the NFL. <laughs> so I, I said that what was it 13 or almost 13 years ago now. Yeah. 
at what point did you realistically say, I have a shot to be an NFL player? Realistically, I think it was probably around my junior year in college. Um, you know, I just, I felt myself getting better and better throughout college. And I saw, like, you know, my stats were going up. I was, you know, I, and I would kind of look at other players in the nation, and, you know, see how I would move, you know, compared to them. Obviously, we didn't play as, you know, right. high a talent in the MAC conference as the SEC or Big Ten. Um, but I could, I had that feeling. And, I, and we would play bigger teams, and I would have decent games. Like, you know, I, I think, you know, I really have a shot. And there's probably some advantage, too, especially now the NFL's really changed to where everybody's yeah. on TV. I mean, if an if a, if a oh, NFL yeah. scout wants to see you, they mm-hmm. don't, you don't need to be Notre Dame anymore. Right, yeah. And so you playing against some, some smaller guys, some, some other competition, made you look better, give you a chance to show off what you could do. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, having those bigger games is awesome against teams, like I said. And, and teams, they'll, they'll, find, they'll find you. And that, that's what I've learned uh, being in the NFL now with the scouts and everything. They, they go so deep. Especially being with with the Patriots, they uh, you know that that's that, their scouts are just they're second to none, and they and they just find guys and there and, and are they just make it work. There are hordes of Patriots fans. Like I had a buddy who's a huge Patriots fan, and I told him I said, "Hey, I'm going to have Chris on tomorrow." And immediately I start getting text messages from him going, 9,000 people have asked you to ask these questions to this guy." Uh, did, did, was it once you got away from the Patriots, you realized, "Wow, my God, they've got this nation wide network." Well, you know, I I knew the fans were great being up there, like super committed, coming to games no matter what the weather was. Um, And, and yeah, I think once I left, I I found out that, you know, fans travel so well with the Patriots, especially when when I was with Miami, even in San Fran, when they came out to play San Fran. I mean, you had, especially Tommy being from out there, you had hordes of fans coming to that game. I think it was 60%, 70% Patriots fans at that game. Yeah. Again, our guest is Chris Jones, Brownsburg High School graduate, now plays in the in the NFL with the curly with the 49ers, has also played for the Patriots, the Dolphins. Uh, okay, so take us through what it's like that day on, on draft day. Well, draft day is multiple days, mm-hmm. um, but when they call your name, because obviously you're not in the green room, you're not there in New York, but does somebody pick up the phone and call you? How do you find out, I'm drafted to play in the NFL? Uh, well, really, it, it's kind of, it's, it's weird because you're told so many things before the draft even starts so I, I I was told I was going to go anywhere between third and fifth round yeah and I was told that by you know a couple different teams so and these teams are talking to you going hey if you're here maybe yeah. we're going to pick you yeah and I had an agent too and he was helping me as far as communication goes he would talk to to, to the guys he knows on the teams that were interested and um, then some teams wanted there was one team that um, gave me a workout with Chicago Bears oh, so I, yeah see I would so wish you'd end up on the Bears it's my <laughs> team gosh that'd have been so great well I mean and they actually told me too because we I had a connection with with the Chicago Bears they said third to fifth round and um you know fifth round goes and passes and I, we're sitting you know it's just me and my family really um and a couple of friends up in uh in, in Bowling Green and we're sitting in this room in the SIBO Center which is the main athletic center and you know we're sitting there and I'm thinking wow I was supposed to go already like you are know, you frustrated? Because there's a very famous story where Thurman Thomas didn't get drafted, and this was before they had all the guys there. This mm. was in the late 80s, I think. And he went to Burger King. Like, he just said, I'm going to Burger King when I come back. And those before cell phones, just tell me where I got drafted when I come back. Do you Are you still paying attention, or do you get frustrated, or you just kind of keep it all in front of you? I mean, I, I was still watching. The way it is now, they just they keep it going. You see that little ticker. <laughs> They're talking about, like, the first and second round draft picks. Like, still, like, oh, the, these teams did this well. And, like, yeah. And uh, I'm just looking at the tracker, and then I think it was, you know, 197 went, and then, uh, you know, right right before, I think, I forget who they traded for, but um, I was just sitting there, and then I got, I was start, I started to get a call on my phone, picked it up, it was like, 
Houston, Texas. And mind you, I, I think I talked to the Houston Texans D-line coach at the Combine for four minutes, right. if that. And so I, I, I didn't think they were interested at all. And I get a call. I'm like, Houston, Texas, pick it up. Uh, it was Coach Kubiak, and he was just telling me that they're going to take me the next pick, which was 198. And uh, so we looked at the screen, and probably about 30 seconds later, you know, my name came across, and, you know, everybody in the room was screaming. Please tell me someone has that on tape somewhere, a screenshot of your you name know, on the ESPN ticker. You know, honestly, I'm not I'm not sure. I'm, I'm sure my mom does. My mom <laughs> is the big, you know, camera lady. Uh, you know, uh, my wife at the time, she was my girlfriend at the time, uh, Angela. She, they, me and her were just hugging, and, like, the whole – group like the whole room we just did like a big old right. group hug and it, it was it was an awesome moment then they just passed the phone to different coaches and sure. different people in uh in the organization and it, it was cool they just say you know we're happy to have you here so everybody sees what goes on on sundays but to me it is so fascinating to hear these stories about rookies especially guys that are taken in the later rounds because getting drafted is just that first step you know oh, yeah. you're competing against veterans you're competing against guys who weren't drafted i have always heard that for guys that are are teetering on making the team or not or late drafted people mm-hmm. you literally fight like hell uh literally until they announce the opening day roster to make the team absolutely and and, and i felt that um really as soon as we got into rookie minicamp which is in may yeah and the d-line coach he's an intense guy his name is uh, bill kolar um he's a super super intense coach and he uh I remember he, we did, we started the drills probably, you know, right as soon as practice started. We got the warm-up in, and we didn't stop doing drills for an hour and a half. <laughs> and we're just running through. It's, it's you know, almost 100 degrees in Houston, and I'm losing, like, 15 pounds a day. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they're not telling you everything's going to be all right, right? No, I mean, no they're, they're, they're just, like, if, if you're not going to do this right, you're not going to make it here. Yeah. Like, and that's what you're hearing all day and a few other choice four-letter words. And, um <laughs> Yeah, I'm hearing I'm hearing a lot of that, and then I'm hearing that all through OTAs, uh, mini camp, training camp, and then you know, like you said, you're fi- I'm fighting the whole time, and then I actually ended up getting hurt, yeah, um, in training camp my rookie year, and I missed two weeks because of a calf strain, and um, that really I think that really hurt me, uh, my chances of staying on Houston's team. Um, so I ended up getting released, and um, yeah, let, let's start there. So you get released, and for a lot of people, they'd say. God, I'm sort of this unknown guy. I mean, mm-hmm. I was a late-round pick, which is awesome, but I still – by the way, do you get paid if you get drafted? Like, do you get something for your time? Yeah, yeah. Most draft picks um, – so the way it works is you get a, you get a signing bonus, yeah. and it and it goes down with every pick. So, okay. You know, so at least you got something, I, I right? Got a, I got something. Yeah, <laughs> You're I was not, count- you didn't have a will tackle for food sign on the yeah. interstate somewhere. <laughs> so you, you get released, and a lot of guys would say, God, you know, I mean, this was my shot. I was a draft pick, and it didn't work out. What happens then for you? Um, honestly, you know, it go. I always go to the phone. You know, I talk to my agent. That's the first thing I do after that. So the time. agent does a lot of the calling then for you. Yeah, and you know, he does a lot of calling. See who's in who's in the market for a defense alignment. And, and there, at that point, there was really only so much he could do because he was new. He was kind of new to the right. game, and I, I was really new to the game. And um, so you're like, I'm sure you've seen the Jerry Maguire movie. You know, yeah. Where, yeah. You're like, are you like the Cuba Gooding Jr. character? Well, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm not like that. That guy's little. He's he's a big time. He's a big time guy. Uh, I was more just like, you know, am I going to make it somewhere? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Show me a team. <laughs> well, really, um, honestly, the Houston Texans offered me to be on the practice squad, so that's where. I was headed I was ready to go to the practice squad because we had my wife and I we already had an apartment there sure you know we really liked Houston and we were you know I was ready to just sit there and you know wait for my time um but then ended up getting a call while I was still in that room uh after I got uh released and Tampa Bay ended up 
claim me off waivers. And you got all the nice weather climates. I know. <laughs> what a well, break. Well, for the first two. For the first <laughs> yeah, that's two. That's true. And then, so. Okay. so you go you go to Tampa Bay and obviously you you people begin to say, Hey, this guy's got some talent. He can play. He can yeah. you know he can do things. And uh you know, we could spend five hours on this interview, but somehow you end up with the New England Patriots. So yep. t- tell us how God smiled upon you and put you in New England. Well, in the initial release from Houston, there was actually two teams who put claims in for me. It was Tampa Bay and New England. And they go by record. Is they that go right? by record. Right. Yeah. And so, the, so Tampa Bay got me first. <laughs> and when I got released from them after a week, uh, New England put in another claim and uh, picked me up there. And, uh, now I picture this is how I picture working for the Patriots, and please tell me if this is right or not. I picture Bill Belichick like actually picking you up at the airport and having a large binder full of information and going, "You have seven minutes to learn this," and then we're headed to the practice field. I'm sure that's not how it is, right? No, no, it's not. Like they got they got uh, you know quality control guys who who come in and they pick up the players. They take you to the, like I actually got there the day before a game, so they took me straight to the game hotel. Okay, and um, I stayed at that one and. Uh, for that night, went to the game, stayed in the, the bleachers and watched the game, and then just kind of history from there. Um, Do they tell you, because obviously you're still fighting to make a squad, you're mm-hmm. still fighting, you know, because there's a huge pay difference in being on the team versus being on the practice squad. Mm-hmm. Do they tell you, hey, we think you realistically have a chance to be a part of this team? Uh, I would say New England, out of all teams, don't give you that. Yeah, uh, they, they tell you nothing. They tell you nothing. <laughs> and and I'm, I, I'm being serious. It's just it's just kind of the philosophy there. They... They want to see the guys who are willing to work without, you know, be, you know, being told right. or, you know, having their hand held. They just want to see who are the guys that are going to fight for for a spot. What was that moment like where you finally found out, I've, I've made a team. I'm going to dress on an NFL Sunday. Well, um, it was kind of funny. Uh, so my D-line coach, we go to the Atlanta game. Uh, so it's at Atlanta. This, this is my third game here. And um, so I didn't play the first two. And <laughs> we're, Atlanta, we're in Atlanta, and I end up dressing. Um you know, just getting ready for the game. They they need an extra defense lineman for this game for the game plan, and and Pat's like, you know what, you know what, Chris, you're probably really not even gonna play. So, just stay away from me. Stay over there. I was like, <laughs> okay, Pat, I'll I'll do that. And uh, it's like if people forget you're there, you just keep showing up. And, yeah, uh, I'm just still there. And um, so a lot of people know like Vince Wolfork went down with his torn, sure. torn Achilles in that yeah. game. Um, so I ended up playing a lot actually in that game. And then the next in the next game after that was a Cincinnati game. And Tommy Kelly, who was the other starting defense tackle, ended up tearing his ACL. And he was out the rest of the season. So just by being able to walk, you were ahead of your, your... I was there. Yeah. So is it I always think of that scene in Rudy where, you know, he tries so hard and they finally put him in the in the on the roster and then yeah. he gets in the game and he runs out there and he goes, What do I do? <laughs> is that what it's like for you? Like you go out there Oh, I'm on the team. What do I do now? I mean, you've got to have a pretty good idea of what you're, where you're going, what you're doing. But you probably, literally, in the case of a guy having an injury, have a couple seconds to think about it, right? Yeah, and and honestly, that game in Atlanta, I was still like, whoa, I had no <laughs> idea what was going on because I was still fresh with the with the with the uh, right, you know, the playbook and all that. And just tackle the guy with the bird yeah. on the side of the helmet, right? <laughs> just don't get don't don't get pancaked and try to make the tackle. <laughs> that was kind of like my my goal of the game, right? Um, and. You know, and coming into the Saints game, which was the first game I started, um, you know, I started to feel a little bit more comfortable. Right. I was starting to learn. And, you know, I really appreciate the Patriots for their for their patience. And that's one thing that I think, you know, I didn't get from a lot of other – from the two teams I was right. with before that I think I respect a lot more is the patience that – and I wasn't really expecting it either because I thought, you know, New England Patriots, they're just going to, you know, 
sure drop me move move on but they actually were patient with me i think they respected me as you know who i was as a player and a person and they saw that i was you know trying my hardest to get onto the field and do what they wanted me to do yeah i was trying to do my job the best i can all right we're going to take a quick break when we come back we will ask chris jones what was it like to play for the one and only bill belichick what was it like to meet tom brady and what was it like to not only play in but win a super bowl you're listening to central indiana today Rob Kendall here, speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information... You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. Good our guest is uh, Chris Jones. He's a former uh, Brownsburg, you're always a Brownsburg High School graduate and uh, a former uh, player for the Patriots, now plays for the 49ers, played for the Dolphins as well. All right, so uh, this is the one I've gotten from so many people. Tell us what it was like the first time you got to meet Belichick. Man, the first time I met Do Bill. they walk you into Belichick? Do you bump into Belichick? Well, the funny... So, like I said, the first time I actually was on the team was a Wednesday. I got picked up on a Wednesday. They had a Thursday night game. Yeah. So, the first time I met Bill, he was in full game mode. Right. Because it was the day before the game. Right. And so, they're playing the Jets, of course. And <laughs> we all know the relationship between the Patriots and the Jets. So, my first introduction was, you know, pretty much like uh, there's... It's just a video and... <laughs> Of the Jets and how much the Patriots hate, like, hate the Jets. And I'm like, okay, so this is what I'm getting into. And then Bill just talks about how much he just can't stand them, and everybody knows that whole story. And so I get up, and he shakes my hand, and, you know, and he's honestly, like, a lot more personable than people would, would right. think. And he's so good at really holding a conversation. Um, so he's a pretty personable guy. Yeah, absolutely. So and, that whole press conference Belichick thing, that's an act, right? Well, yeah, he – that's just him like he he likes to keep a lot of things in yeah and, and people know that and you know because bob knight always used to do that sort of stuff too where i'm annoyed that i have to be here i don't like you people and i'm gonna make this as difficult as i can that th yeah that's belichick that, that's bill and yeah he like and it, and it works man and i think he he does that and it's part of the whole the whole plan so everything part of that organization is just one big plan right and it's all right, uh, works, the other works. one I got from people, and I feel bad. I feel bad as an interviewer when I do these questions that I know everybody else has probably asked you, but I got it from so many people that these <laughs> people will be let down. What is Brady like? Because to me, and I, I've said this for a long time, and I get a lot of flack for this in, in Indianapolis, but uh, Brady to me is the quintessential professional. Mm -hmm. He is a guy that I would love to have on any team, and the flack this guy gets to me is totally ridiculous because he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah, and actually, that's like 100% true what you just said and I'll and I'll add to that he's one of the you know one of the nicest best teammates yeah there is um for to be like how great he is and how high of a pedestal he's actually on to a lot of people and um I think you know as far as 
what he gets from other people, the NFL and yeah, like the whole Deflate Gate thing. He's also one of the hardest working, like you said, professionals sure. I've I've met. You know, it's fascinating for me, and I'd like for you to expand on this because you're what are you twenty six now? Yep, twenty six. So you know you come of age as the NFL sort of coming of age, becoming this super universe where it's becoming the greatest, you know, the most watched sport in the world. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, obviously you work your way up. You watch these guys on TV. Guys like me get to watch it and get to do interviews with you and go, oh, this is, this is cool. This is fun. This is great. Tell us about Brady. Tell us about Belichick. <laughs> You're out there, though, competing for these guys' respect. So you can't have a face of, oh, my gosh, that's Tom Brady. You've just yeah. got to be like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that hard? I mean, inside you got to be like, that's Tom Brady. <laughs> well, honestly, and, you know, I don't know how people – like. For me and a lot of people like outside, there's just this like inner kind of not really a hatred but dislike for the Patriots. Like because I grew, I grew up a Dolphins fan, yeah, and I know a lot of Colts fans. Really, I mean, it's just tough because Tom is who he is. He wins, and yeah. It's tough to lose to somebody, and that's kind of where like that, yeah. that dislike comes from. Um, so when I first met Tom, I mean he uh, he came right up to me and was like, "Hey, I'm Tom. Nice <laughs> nice to meet you." <laughs> I guess Tom. <laughs> what position do you play? Yeah. <laughs> Well, actually, and it was kind of cool because somebody told me that, you know, he had some nice words to say about me. Like, because nobody knew who I was coming in, obviously. Right. But then I started playing well, and he actually, you know, went up to, like, Bill or something. And I think he said something along the lines like, hey, this Chris Jones could, can really play. Yeah. Like, he's a good player. That's and, a good way to keep your was, job, right? Yeah, I was like, wow, I got Tom, you know, speaking some nice words about me. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Tom. <laughs> okay, in the couple minutes we got left here with you, Chris Skinner, this is Chris Jones, NFL star, also a Brownsburg High School graduate. You got to play for, as you mentioned, the team you grew up cheering for, which was the Miami Dolphins. Yep. What was that like? That was awesome. Um, I really enjoyed being in Miami. Uh, you know, the organization itself is, is a, you know, it's a class organization. The, the, the people around there, everybody does a really good job working together. And, you know, not to mention, like I said, it's my favorite team yeah. growing up, and my, my grandma loves the Dolph. She's been a fan since, you know, before the undefeated season, and she's just she's always she's a huge Marino fan, and so she was actually the reason I got into football. She would sit me down next to her and watch Dolphins games yeah. when I was you know in diapers, and so um, it, it was awesome. Though I loved being down there. The one thing I couldn't stand is the heat. I was I'm not a heat guy. Like humidity, <laughs> hundred degree weather is not. I love some good snow. Yeah, you know twenty degree games like that's I can, I live for that stuff. Right. You're and speaking of good snow, uh, you're getting it now in your current environment in some yes. capacity out there in San Francisco you were a part of the 49ers this year which had some controversy mm-hmm. do the other guys we're talking about the, the Kaepernick issue with the national anthem do you guys even think about that or is it just we're here to play football um you know when I was there 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 wasn't very much spoken about it honestly um you know Cap and Cap is one of those guys everybody calls him Cap so yeah. Cap, Cap is one of those guys uh that you know he he does this but he actually can back it up sure. he's actually Really, it's really interesting to hear him talk about it because he's he can speak very fluently on yeah. what he on his views and uh, and I actually respect I, re- I respect him for it. Um, you know, and really, I'm not going to say too much about how I feel about it, but you know, like yeah, but I mean, you guys aren't worried about it. You're worried yeah. about some guy, some 350 pound dude across from me is trying to take my head off, right? Oh, That's yeah. what you're concerned yeah, about. Yeah, I'm, I'm all worried about. <laughs> Just make sure I'm doing my job, you know, right. keeping my job. All right, let's close with this. Um, you're back here in Brownsburg this week, which mm-hmm. is, you know, where you went to high school and where you kind of really started to develop yourself as a player. What's it mean to be able to come back to your hometown? I know you've done some stuff while you've been here, um, to be able to give back in the community that, uh, you know, on some level helped raise you and helped make you a better football player. You know, honestly, I, I, like it's, I haven't been back to Brownsburg. This is really the first time I visited since I probably was in college. 
and it was really nice to just to be back and to see people, see my family. Um, I met up with Coach Comer. Yeah. We walked through the school, and you know, I presented a uh, a little like a golden Super Bowl mm-hmm. or Super Bowl. Wow, Super Bowl, Super Bowl ball that they presented to the guys for the 50th anniversary. Yeah. And uh, and that was really neat. And um, and they they're putting that in like the trophy case. And, sure. Like, there's a jersey and everything. And it, it was just kind of neat to come back. And I got to meet some kids. Uh, my brother still goes to Brownsburg. And you know, no I, pressure, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Is there anyone in your family who's athletic? Yeah. Well, <laughs> and really, honestly, my brother is, you know, probably 10 times more athletic than I am. He he plays baseball right now and he doesn't play he doesn't play uh he doesn't play basketball right now. Um I wish he'd play football. Yeah. Um he's he's still a big boy and, yeah. and he could play and uh yeah, it's just awesome to be back, and it makes me really want to just come back and be able to do more around around this this area. Okay, we teased everybody. Are you going to ask about the Super Bowl? Of course, we're going to ask about the Super yeah, Bowl. What, what what is it like to play in the Super Bowl? Playing in it, let, let alone winning it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. By the way, there's a rumor that's never really been confirmed that you were really injured for the Super Bowl. Is that is that true? Uh I could show you the scar. But, um, <laughs> yeah. So yes, it was true. It, well, yeah, it was true. Um, and. And I try to be careful because, you know, I don't like it, the Patriots and like nobody really knew. Sure. Um, but, you know, we did an MRI and I think the first MRI didn't do it justice. Like we were looking because the way it felt, it felt like a true inner knee injury. Sure. Um, and it, it still was a knee injury. Technically, it was at my calf tendon. So my calf tendon actually ruptured in practice, a couple practices, really. You know, I felt it pop that couple of times, then felt it retract, and it was. I was like, "That's not right." Are you doing a thing now where you're like, one, I felt like hell to get here, so mm-hmm. I'm not letting everybody know I'm hurt, and two, I'm not missing the Super Bowl oh, if not, I yeah. were missing an arm. Yeah, yeah. It, it was kind of too, and really that whole second year was there was a bunch of stuff that happened, and it was just a rough year. Yeah. Um, but at, at that point in time, you know, and I'm, I'm, and I had told Bill this when he actually when we had talked when he released me, like I told him, like thank you for giving me the opportunity to yeah. play in the Super Bowl. Like I understand you didn't have to because there was another guy who could have played who was completely healthy, and like I mean, I mean he didn't, he was healthy, like nothing wrong. And Bill gave me the opportunity to to be able to play. He gave me ten plays, ten twelve plays in the Super Bowl, and yeah, I honestly couldn't, have, you know, I couldn't really appreciate him anymore for doing yeah. that for me. So. Um, when the clock, well, obviously, you were, it was a very exciting Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It was one that went down to the end. Now, you're going to have to refresh my memory. Were you out there at the end? Were you? I was, actually, for that. So, the big, the long pass I was in for, the the unreal catch um, that uh, I think it was Jermaine Kirsch made. Yeah. And then um, I was in for Malcolm's. Yeah. Uh, so, I went out. Then I went back in for goal line. For so they've got they've got because uh, obviously we'll set the stage over this. Every Patriots fan that you know this will we know this will be t- retweeted and everything. Across the <laughs> They're saying, how did they not give the ball to their running back? How do you not give the ball to that? You guys had to think that's who they're going to give the ball to, right? Well, you know, I, well first of all, let me give props to Dante for making an unbelievable tackle the play before that the interception. Um, but honestly, there's they were still in eleven personnel, and they're on the one yard line. And, you know, just going through the film and our preparation for that game, that play, I think we practiced like three or four times for in practice. And, you know, look, if you watch the film again, if you go through the highlights of that and you look at Bill, Bill is like just hyper-focused on their sideline and sees the personnel they put in. And uh, he's pretty much just like looking at Pete and seeing what Pete is doing. And he says they're in goal line, they're in goal line. So he's thinking, okay, we can do, you you know, a little rub route. And so we put in what they called goal line three corner, which that brought in Malcolm. You can see that even on the highlight. 
um, bringing Malcolm, and they put Malcolm in, and it was just history from there. And uh, Brandon Browner had a great jam on the line so that the receiver couldn't rub uh, Malcolm, and then Malcolm jumped the route. And Do you remember? I, there's obviously things in your life, any person's life, where they're like, snapshot, we'll remember this, when I'm 107 in a nursing home somewhere, you got to remember him running the ball back the other way, right, or picking the ball off. I mean, that's got to be like a very – or were you just – worried about some 350 pound guy trying to knock your head off for that for that particular play yeah i mean the the, the way that play goes for me i'm in goal line i'm right I, I look at the guard and i'm like okay this guy is not about to run block and so i go and i try to just you know get some push in the pocket honestly because i know it's gonna be a quick pass and russell got rid of it and i turn around and i just see i don't know who it is just you know <laughs> pick off the ball and i as soon as i see it i turn around i i don't know what other to block to celebrate or to, or like to just take off running <laughs> or to turn around and celebrate with whoever picked it. So I did a little bit of both. I turned around the block, I jumped in the air and then I turned around and celebrated with my team. And I'm, I'm in the pile yelling. Yeah. Reeve. Yeah. Cause I thought it was Revis who picked off the ball. Yeah, he's the guy making all the money. Right. <laughs> yeah, and Reeves the one. Made, and I, and I looked at the number like 21. Yeah. Malcolm. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any, are you cognizant that there's like a hundred million people watching you? Like when the game starts, uh, is it, or it's just a football game? Uh, it's just, I can't say it's another football game. It's a football game, but I think it's not the pressure of the, the millions of people watching. I think it's, uh, you work through the whole year, right? your whole career, your whole life to get to this and to finally get to that moment. The nerves and everything weren't about the people right. watching. It was about the preparation. Like you don't want to. Sure. You don't want to lose this game. Well, and, I, and I'm sure too. You, that was such a significant one for Brady getting his getting his fourth. That you guys probably want to do it for him too, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And with the whole whatever was going on at yeah. that point in time, it was it was, yeah, it was very all, sweet victory. <laughs> that's amazing, Chris. You have been so great. Thank you so much. Thanks for being a great representative for our town and our community. Um, you're a great guy. You can rest easy. Everybody speaks so fondly of you and <laughs> what you did here and what you're doing as a professional. So thanks for taking a few moments to uh, to sit down with us and, and tell us about uh, that amazing journey for you. Well, I appreciate it, Rob. Thanks for having me on. Hey, don't forget to miss any part of today's show. You can check out the podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search Central Indiana today. You can download the show right to your smartphone or tablet. It's totally free of charge. You can go back and listen anytime you want. Just search Central Indiana today. As always, our podcast presented by mcdonald's until next time i'm rob kendall saying have yourself a great evening you've been listening to the kevin kersey agency presents central indiana today on 98.9 wyrz made possible by the kevin kersey agency 701 north green street in brownsburg an archive of today's program can be heard at our website wyrz.org Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. 
The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndyPolitics.org. It's the place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the state house is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it seems like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. So that's why we want you to bookmark IndyPolitics.org. At IndyPolitics.org, we bring you in-depth, comprehensive coverage of the big issues facing Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit, indypolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9, Friday and Saturday, 12 to 9.30. More information about our flavors and specialty Sundays can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides child care for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. This is Dave Thomas for TNT Tax. TNT Tax is a local small business that performs tax preparation for personal and sole proprietor businesses as well as LLCs. My wife and I have been preparing taxes together in our family-owned business for 25 years. TNT Tax is located at 5389 Rockville Road, Suite 900 in Indianapolis. Our phone number is 317-244-7900. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. Rob Kendall here, speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information... You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.